Screenless. And welcome to another Creative Cuppa with me, Gareth Davis. In each episode, I have a chat with someone working in the many brilliant creative industries to find out their story, how they are, where they are. There are loads of episodes waiting for you to listen to right now. So head over to creativecuppa.uk or just look up Creative Cuppa in your podcast app to pick and choose what to listen to. Today's guest is a painter, an artist and a self-confessed colour addict. It was really nice chatting with Anna about her journey and her process and cake. (laughs) Who doesn't like a bit of cake, eh? So if you have a cuppa at the ready, maybe a slice of cake. Here we go. Anna Hughes, award-winning artist. Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Hello, thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Now, Anna, I'll get to the art stuff in a minute. But first, you mentioned on your website that you like cake. I do. I love cake. (laughs) (laughs) Best combination. I'm a big fan of tea with Victoria sponge. Oh, yeah. I love a good cup of tea. I've got a cupboard full of different flavours of tea. So big tea fan. Ah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a lemon cake fan. Oh, yeah. Lemon drizzle. Yeah. I do love a lemon drizzle. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. So everything on your website has been lovingly hand-painted by you at your home studio uh, in Oakham in Rutland in the UK. The first thing that struck me when I saw your art was the (laughs) colour. So many vivid colours. Was that a conscious choice to commit to that style or is it just how your art manifests itself? It's it's a mixture of both. I'm a big fan of colour. I'm, I dress in ridiculous colours most of the time. Um, my hair's very faded at the minute, but usually it's bright blue. So I think that just comes through my art. I think whenever I've tried to move away from the colour and do things maybe in a black and white or tone down the colours it just doesn't feel like me as much and as soon as I work back in bright colours it just seems to come together better I think I just see in colour like even when trying to paint something maybe in more realistic colours I still tend to bring in the whole rainbow palette because to me that's how I see everything I think. Yeah and it really shows it's not photorealism no (laughs) this is an interpretation and uh, there's, there was one testimonial from Layla mentions that you captured them perfectly, not just in looks, but in energy. Um, is that something you strive for? Yeah, completely. I think the art that I love to see is the art that does feel energetic. It's like vibrant colours, big brushstrokes, some texture in there that makes you want to reach out and kind of climb in. And I think when I'm bringing, especially when I'm working on portraits and I'm bringing people out, I want them to be alive in the painting. I don't just want it to feel flat. So I think definitely for me, like the really visible brushstrokes and, and not trying to make every intricate detail, it's more of an impression of somebody and trying to yeah get a bit of their personality into it as well as you know having to make the likeness exact obviously I want it to look like them yeah but it is more of um yeah an impression of a person than an exact replica I think it's a quite a, a happy balance you've captured okay <laughs> you are capturing the likeness but yeah uh, you're interpreting it as well what kind of mediums do you like to work in do you have a preferred 
medium acrylics mainly um so i started okay. doing when i started doing the pet portraits um i sort of fell into watercolors by accident i've I, most of my life i've avoided using watercolors because i find them really tricky but i think just the way i can kind of i went back to that childhood thing where you blow the paint with a straw and yeah. so that sort of evolved into something and my pet portraits went into that but I think then I came back to acrylics because they're just they're so versatile they're so bright you can get such bright colors with them but they dry so quickly so I like to work quite fast so I like to build up the layers really quickly so I've done bits of oils and I do love the depth of color that you can get with oils but acrylics tend to be the one that I come back to that I like to work with the most yeah I had a previous guest Gabrielle Ruffle who's a Bristol based artist and she works in oils yeah because you can come back to it the next day exactly and, and yeah still be messing around with it but yeah yeah watercolor and and acrylics definitely um much quicker yeah I, i'm not a very patient person and i think i struggle i like i like to get paintings done at least in a rough sense really quickly because i feel like i can get if i work too much on them mm. i they end up going away from what I want them to be it's so feel a bit forced yeah maybe. definitely so I get to a point with the painting where I literally have to step away from it and come back the next day because I know if I do any more it's going to go past what I want it to be and often when I come back I go actually there's not many things I need to add to it yeah. you know as opposed to I've got a friend who does really intricate um animal paintings and she can spend weeks and months on the same painting doing tiny little details and I absolutely admire her patience and you know that kind of photorealism that yeah. she creates but it's just not for me <laughs> I know my personality and I know the way that I work best and it's it's quick it's expressive um so that's why mine yeah. sort of come out the way that they do that's fantastic. Have you always loved painting? What were the origins of you actually getting into it? Yeah, always. Um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear the dog barking in the background. Um, oh, <laughs> you're in good company. That's the joys of a home studio. Flashes in the in the house. I've, I've left him there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so my parents are both very very creative so I think growing up we always had um like our making cupboard so it was this cupboard that you opened up and like making things would explode out of it and craft materials um you know we used to paint all the time my mum used to make our um costumes for fancy dress um and all kinds of stuff so I think it's just always been in there um i mean there's pictures of me as like a little child in the garden with paint all over me um and i think i've not really changed to be honest i'm still usually covered in paint <laughs> that's the way you should be spending a childhood really isn't it covered in paint in the garden yeah completely completely so yeah i mean my kids love getting messy with paint as well they've never been that into sitting and coloring but as soon as you get something messy out like paints they're they're in there um, yeah, so I think I was just, me and my sister were always really encouraged to show our creative side and to bring that out. And so I think it's just, I've sort of continued that on. Um, and I never thought I'd be lucky enough to do it as a job. So I feel quite fortunate that I've been able to do that and to, you know, it not just be a hobby. Mm. Yeah. What was the point where you decided oh, actually, I could make a career out of this? Um, it sort of happened gradually. So um, I come from Lancashire originally, and we moved down to Oakham about five years ago when my husband um, got a job down here. And I was pregnant with my second child. So I'd gone from living near my parents. I used to teach piano and singing. Um, so my oh, wow. my mum or my husband would take it in turns to look after my eldest while I taught. And so it always worked. Where as soon as we moved down here, I had a second on the way, you know, teaching from the house didn't really work anymore evenings didn't really work anymore um, and then all of a sudden I had two children to look after so um, I always thought you know going back into work it was going to have to be something that fitted around them 
And when we first moved here, I was desperate to paint um, all the bedrooms before the second arrived, you know, while I had time. So instead of just painting a colour on the wall, I went full scale murals in every bedroom. So we had Monument <laughs> Valley in one room, we had Under oh, the wow. Sea and we've had the Northern Lights in another bedroom. So wow. three full on amazing full bedroom murals, which made me just remember how much I loved painting. And I think I just got quite a lot of interest from that. Um, I got my first mural job from that. Someone saw that and I did um, a mural at a dance studio. And then I think I'm very good at just, if someone asks me to do something, I'm very good at just saying yes without thinking about it and then going, oh, <laughs> should I have said yes? I yeah. don't know if I can do that. But I think that's made me do a lot of things that maybe I would have shied away from. So, for example, when I was asked to do my first pet portrait, it was someone said, oh, can you paint my seven cats? And he went, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course I can do that. Having never painted a cat before in my life. But then that took me on a new tangent of, okay, now I'm doing pet portraits because then someone else saw that and they wanted one. And so it all happened quite organically, which worked really well with the fact that I was a full-time mum as well, you know, with two children who weren't at school, the odd few hours at nursery. So it literally was like evenings, weekends, fitting around them um, and now the fact that they're at school full-time means that you know within those hours I can do this full-time so yeah it's sort of built up you know as I've been able to fit the work in yeah but let's back up a little bit because you said you were working as a piano teacher yeah. and a singing teacher yeah. <laughs> I mean what happened there? So you have a musical background. <laughs> yes, musical background. So I think basically throughout school, uh, music, art and drama were my three subjects. So I did those for right. as long as possible. Okay. Um, then when I went to university, I was like, right, how am I going to incorporate these? So I ended up doing a theatre studies degree because I was like, I can do a bit of art in that. I can do a bit of music in that and bring them all together. And then leaving university you know, jobs in the arts were pretty scarce. <laughs> so I think I got an admin mm. job at um, the Bridgewater Hall in Manchester. So I worked there in the box office for a while. Then ended up, we moved out of Manchester just as I got that job, which was really <laughs> bad timing. So it meant that a five minute walk commute turned into a two hour commute on the motorway to Manchester. Oh, wow. So that's why okay. that job did not last very long. I was like, I can't <laughs> hack this. So I ended up getting another job teaching music in nurseries. So I used to drive around nursery schools, teaching like little music sessions. Um, and then people started asking me, you know, would you teach me piano? because they knew that I did that. So then that gradually developed. And then, so the woman who ran the choir that I went to opened a music studio up. So she was like, do you want to come and teach at the studio? So then I started doing piano and then I started teaching singing as well. So again, it just kind of evolved organically. Yeah. Um, and it was another good one that did fit around. So when I did have my first child, because I lived near my mum as well, she was able to look after him so um, that I could continue mm. doing that. So yeah. I do miss it. It was really good. Has music remained important to you in the sense that you, you, you still listen to it or engage with it? Do you listen to it in your studio when you're painting? Funnily enough, not when I'm painting generally, but usually it's because oh. I've set my phone up and I'm doing a time lapse and I'm so in it and I know that I've got to keep painting and it's sort of, there's something about, I don't know if it's because 
when you've had small children, there's so much noise in the house that all of a sudden when you just right. get that yeah. silence, it's yeah. quite nice. Yeah. But I listen, you know, I listen to music. We have music on all the time in the house. My kids have majorly eclectic music taste. They love everything. <laughs> um, Are they in charge of the playlists? Uh, yeah, which isn't always a good thing, <laughs> especially when they discover a new one. They did, So they do street dance and um, they were dancing to Crazy Frog last week. So that was a new one in the house. Oh my word. So that was an annoying one. But normally it's more like... Fun for two or three plays. Yeah, yeah, but they love everything, um, you know, from old school stuff. Like they love a bit of Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin or, you know, they love a bit of Lady Gaga. They love some musicals. They love everything, um, basically. So, yeah, music is a big part in our house. Um, They both do plenty of dance classes and things. So, and, you know, I'm singing along to stuff all the time. (laughs) And hopefully I'll be back at choir soon once they start back again. So I do um, a choir as well so I still get my sort of Fantastic. bit of music in there just not in a work sense anymore we kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there. yeah <laughs> let me bring it back you work really closely with customers to create bespoke yes. art yes what's the process then from your side from first contact with that client to when your brush hits the canvas what happens uh well usually someone contacts me because they've seen something that I've done so they very much want something in that style I do get random requests sometimes for something that's you know completely a way of like oh can you do this so recently I did a mural at a school that wasn't actually my design it was a child's design and an out so I did this big outdoor mural which I'd never done an outdoor one before which was really nice but it was one of the child's designs that was really nice so sometimes they've already got something very strongly in their mind that they want and then it's whether or not I feel like my style you know whether I can work into that style but generally people contact me because they like what they've seen and so usually we'd have a quick discussion about it but generally people are happy to go with you know they might have an idea about a color palette so can you bring out say some more turquoise in it or you know something that fits in with their house but generally it's like oh actually I liked that one that you did can you do it like that and then often I work I mean mostly I work from reference photos because you know people come from all over the place Um, I've had some very fuzzy (laughs) reference photos to work from they're not always the clearest but so far I've, I've managed to work with you know everything that people have given me and I don't tend to send out process photos throughout the process because I think for me it's really important to get the painting to a point where I feel happy enough with it that they can see what it's going to be uh, whereas I think if I sent things out along the way they'd be like well that looks nothing like it <laughs> especially because I don't tend to you know with portraits I don't sketch it out stuff with I'm not really one for using a pencil I go straight in there with the paint um I mean <laughs> I, I, yeah I put quite a lot of time feet. lapses up on my um, Instagram but I draw in paint I'm happiest when I'm working in the paint um and I build it up layer by layer and the likeness tends to fluctuate it comes and goes as it sort of you know comes out of the page and then I'll eventually send um, the client a photo and go, right, this is this is where I'm up to. Are you happy with this? Do you want anything adding, anything changing? But, you know, so far, so good. <laughs> Everyone's liked what I've sent. Oh, that's fantastic. I really like the way that you are just in touch with how you perform best. Yeah. So many people just go, oh, well, they do it like that. I should do it like that. So that's, that's really refreshing to hear. Yeah. And I urge anyone who hasn't seen your artwork, of course, to go and take a look. Yes. So where can people <laughs> find you and your amazing art online? I mainly spend most of my time on Instagram. So I'm at Anya's Studio on Instagram. But I've also, I'm also on Facebook, but I tend to not, not do as much on there. Um, and also my <laughs> website, which is www.anyastudio.co.uk. 
so that's got you know a bit more information about how to go about ordering or getting in touch and then obviously instagram is a really good portfolio of the stuff that i've done in the past it's also got time-lapse videos so you can see the process of you know how i build up a painting which i think is quite nice people love a time lapse i love watching other people's time lapses as well (laughs) can't beat a time lapse. no exactly i just wish i could paint that (laughs) fast in real life (laughs) (laughs) fantastic okay well i'll put those uh, links in the show notes for you uh, so people can just go through easily but for now anna hughes thank you so much for joining me for a cuppa brilliant thank you very much Thanks again to Anna for her time. Honestly, if you haven't seen her art, do yourself a favour and go and take a look at anyasstudio.co.uk or her Instagram. Links are in the show notes. As I mentioned there in the chat, I really like how Anna is in touch with who she is creatively. Way more satisfying than trying to emulate someone else. That goes for any creative medium, I think. This podcast is produced by The Sound Boutique for Screenless and you can get in touch via creativecupper.uk or by seeking out at ScreenlessPod on Twitter, Instagram and or Facebook. Uh, Any of those will notify me, so feel free to connect. Feel free to let me know your favourite cake and drink combination, if you like. Until next time then, take care, have a brilliant week and thanks for joining me for a cuppa. (laughs) 